The Forum at 8 on SAFM. On the Forum at 8 this morning, we are focusing on the issue of homework. Now, homework has been around as long as public schools have, and over the years, considerable research has been conducted regarding the efficacy of homework practices. Homework is given to pupils to reinforce what is taught in class, and teachers assign a variety of different homework experiences, and sometimes uh, the work that the learners have to do is so difficult that instead of helping, the parents are actually doing the homework themselves. So on the forum at 8 this morning, we are asking a number of questions really, but are our children given too much homework? And also, what then is the purpose of the homework if the parents are the ones who end up doing it? This is what we are discussing on the forum this morning. Our lines are open 0891-104-208. What are your experiences with homework? Do you feel that your children are overwhelmed? Do they actually know what it is that is expected? Are they able to do the homework independently? Or is it a matter of without your help and input, your children cannot get through these tasks beyond the, because they are simply too difficult? And um, we would love to also, you know, get your views um, of whether there should be a policy in place that actually regulates the amount of time that children spend on doing homework because do children still have time to play? You know, given what children go through during the schooling day um, after uh, school they actually go to uh, extramural activities, from there they go home which is usually early evening Uh, they then have to sit and do homework and before you know it it's time to eat, go to bed and that whole cycle repeats itself the following day. So as a parent What are your experiences? What are your views on the issue of homework? Do you feel that what your children are given right now is too much? Do you think it's too difficult? Is it helpful? Is it, you know, um, uh, going to encourage future success? Or do you feel that sometimes the material is totally out of context and perhaps should have been treated better in class. Let's hear your views on it. 0891-104-208. The lines are open. You can also SMS us on 34701. Tweet or Facebook at AM Live on SAFM or my personal Twitter account at Sakina Kamwendo. And we're joined now by um, Mr. Matanzi Mamweli, who is the Acting Deputy Director General Curriculum Policy Support at the Department of Basic Education. Thanks for your time this morning, Mr. Mweli. Good morning, Sakina. Good morning to the listeners and thank you for having me. And we also have with us uh, Anna-Marie Kars-Sieberstein, uh, and she's the founder of HELP. Uh, and HELP is an acronym for Homework Enrichment Life Skills Program. Thank you so much for your time as well, Anna-Marie. Well, thank you for inviting me. I hope I will be of some use to you. I'm and sure, good morning to everyone. I'm sure you will, given that this is something that you deal with on a daily basis. Now, Mr. Wendy, yeah. if we could perhaps just start at the point uh, of looking at what the purpose of homework is. Why do teachers give children homework? Well, Sakina, I must uh, first start by thanking you for the background that you have provided. And I'm not saying this for the first time. I'm uh, quite excited with the investigation or um, um, the preparation that you do before you run interviews. Well, the purpose of homework um, is predicated on the purpose of education. Uh, When I was trained to be a teacher, I was uh, uh, taught that education is about imparting knowledge, skills, 
values and attitudes. Now, mm. in our policy, which is in uh, curriculum assessment and policy statement, um, we provide him for five types of uh, uh, assessments, um, which are mainly formal assessments. Um, it's your classwork. Um, it's uh, the investigation. Uh, is the assignment, is the project, and then is the test, or an examination for, for grades that are appropriate. Now, going back to the first uh, form of assessment, which is uh, classwork. Classwork can extend to even home in a form of uh, homework. But you must also remember how education has evolved. Education evolved from homes. Um, wherein some families identified the importance of equipping their children with life skills. And over time, it became available to the entire citizenry, or rather the entire uh, civil society. So homeworks are also about keeping that umbilical cord between the home and the schooling, so that the responsibility of home is not lost within the myriad of other responsibilities that parents are expected to carry out. So the understanding then is that homework is meant to be a form of enrichment. So the teacher would deal with a subject in class and uh, children would then be given some work to go back home with and, as you say, that establish that umbilical cord between the home and the schooling environment uh, to actually move the child forward in this particular area. But it would seem as though a lot of the time when the homework comes, and, and, and I've had experience of this, Mr. Mweli, where the child does not even know where to begin. And I've asked my child yeah. on, previous, on, on many occasions, has the teacher dealt with this concept, the subject in class? And very often the answer is no. In yeah. that instance, is it correct for the teacher to give the child something to go and do at home that they haven't dealt with in class? No. Mr. No, Mweli, I'm going to come so. to you in a moment, Anna-Marie. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Mr. Mweli? Okay. No, thank you. I'm sorry. I thought Anna Marie was going to come in. Uh, no, no. Okay. There are two ways of doing it, Sakina. Uh, in the main, homework will be about testing whether, you know, the learners have acquired the requisite knowledge and skills um, during, you know, teaching in the classroom. The other way of doing it would be getting learners prepared for the next aspect that is going to be dealt with, which could be an aspect that has not been dealt with in class. But in the main, homework would be used to test what has been learned already in class. Anna-Marie, what has what your experience been seeing that, um, yeah. you know, you work with children on a daily basis when it comes to homework, um, you know, do you find that it is getting more and more? And also, how difficult is homework today compared to, say, five, ten years ago? Well, I think I'm going to be, I'm going to blur it all out because the children that we are assisting in the townships, 99% of them do not get homework. So we usually go back and ask them what they, or we go back and ask them what they've done that day in the class, and then we go through their books if they've got textbooks, if they're allowed to take the textbooks home. So I think to discuss homework on a broad 
in a broad spectrum is not right. But unfortunately, it is a social economic problem. If we look at the township children with no homework, and if they do, by, by heaven, get homework, they haven't understood it, they haven't been taught properly in class. Another thing that we have noticed, that when we've done the homework with them, we ask that they make sure the homework's marks the next, marked the next day. This doesn't happen either. So then, and then you've got my daughter, for example, who's privileged to be at a very good school. Her homework is totally different. She is doing a 10-minute repetition of her, what she's learned during the class, or, you know, per subject per day, and given new challenges. So we're looking at a very broad spectrum. I love the part about the umbilical cord, because I do believe that is essential. But at one stage, when do we cut the cord and say, okay, kids, you do it yourself? Mm. But on a daily basis, we are faced with the fact that our kids, our township kids do not get homework. So, uh, and, and that is very worrying because now you're sitting with two uh, complete opposites. You have in exactly. uh, one instance children who seem to be overburdened uh, with homework. And yeah. then on the other end of the spectrum, there are children who are simply not getting any. Exactly. And, and that's why I, you know, I thought, okay, let me join in this morning because I see it from both sides. And of course, the children who are not getting the homework are the children who desperately need the homework desperately need the assistance. Mm. Okay. And I know parents are feeling overwhelmed, uh, those whose children are getting a lot of it, but maybe uh, we can just, you know, set their minds at ease by talking through the benefits of homework. Why is yeah. it important that children get homework? Anna-Marie? I, I think it, I feel it is important because, first of all, it should be seen as a repetition of what they've learned that day. Once again, I love that, as I say, the umbilical cord, that it brings the parent together with the child to look at it. And the other one, it makes the child's mind inquisitive. So I do not think we as parents should really be doing their homework. Plus, I think homework also teaches a child to time manage, take mm-hmm. responsibility. Um, the other ways, I mean, the other thought is the extramurals at school, how obligatory are they? And how much is it that the parent would like the child to do one specific sport four days a week so that it excels in that sport? So, you, mm-hmm. so, so instead of that you say, okay, two days a week sport and the rest we have to do academics. Now, I mean, how much pressure are the parents putting onto the children to excel? Indeed, but coming back to the issue of the parents and you know the parents' involvement here. We find a lot of time, Mr. Mweli, that it is actually the parents who are doing the homework. It is not the child. The child literally sits there because the parent becomes frustrated because the child doesn't know. So the parent ends up doing it because you just want to get it over with because you are tired, you are from school, and you then jump in. But instead of helping the child along, the parent ends up doing the homework. But that, again, is the one extreme because the other extreme to this is that there are parents who are illiterate. There are parents who unfortunately get home late, and they are totally unable to help the children, Mr. Mweli. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, so, and so I think that is in the... Just a moment, please, Anna-Marie, Mr. Mweli. Yeah. No, Sakina, let, let me also just make a few points. The, the first one is that, uh, indeed, the demands for uh, getting homeworks done have increased. Um, 
And so as the demands for getting education appropriate, relevant to life also increase, and the demands for life in ordinary uh, lives of, of, uh, of people has also increased. And, and yeah. we must view that within that context. Now, yeah. um, the point that I want to also make is that, indeed, I agree with Anna Marie that uh, historically we've had uh, problems around uh, uh, what I would call curriculum coverage, which is covering enough topics in the syllabus, whether by way of teaching or even by way of assessment. But in the last four to six years, Sakina, we can give evidence in that respect. The situation has tremendously improved. And, and, and you can see, even in the performance of the system, uh, your historically dysfunctional schools are beginning to, 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 to pick up and come on board uh, with the rest of the schools that have been doing well. Top learners in the country historically used to come from your historically privileged schools. Now you're seeing a mix. I mean, from the last two to three years that we've been releasing the metric results, you would have seen that. Um, and now coming back uh, to say that uh, parents shouldn't be doing homework for children. They should be doing homework with children. And, and the next point that I want to make is that we do acknowledge uh, the socioeconomic uh, difficulties of people who are unable to, to read, who are unable to write. But, Sakina, you'd agree with me, and as you said in your introductory remarks, that homeworks have been there uh, for as long as education, uh, I mean, uh, has been there. Mm -hmm. Even when the illiteracy rate was much higher than now. And, and in fact, we would even go to the extent that if your parents are unable to assist you, uh, your neighbor is your parent. Your uncle is your parent, and everybody else within your immediate community remains your supporting system to help you to do your work and help you uh, go through your education. Mm. But it also raises another question, uh, Mr. Mweli, about teachers' understanding of assessment. Mm. And I know that is scathing, but if you look at the fact that a parent will sit and complete a task, a project, an assignment for a child, and when that project gets to class, very often just by looking at it, you can see that this was not done by this child. But they would still end up getting superior marks to a child who actually made the effort themselves. So what sort of message is that sending out? But I want to bring in our listeners at this point, 891 SMS us on 34701, tweet or Facebook at AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. Bandile is calling from Peter Maritzburg. Good morning, Bandile. Uh, good morning, Sakina. How are you? Well, and you? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, just to contribute on the topic at hand, uh, I'm not an education specialist, nor do I know what should be on the curriculum. But I'm getting a sense that the homework that our kids get is too much. I'll tell you why I say this. Uh, normally, my kids would, would leave school after half past two. He gets home around three, quarter past three. And hello? Yes, we're listening. And I would normally get home at about half past four to six. And I would find her still doing homework. And I would ask, when did you start doing homework? He would say immediately after I, I got home. And one day he finished homework around about half past nine at night. Well, I wouldn't say my child is a slow learner, nor would I say she's playful. She's committed to her work. But I was very surprised the amount of hours she puts 
on a homework. So I got a sense that, no, it's, it's too much of a homework. To start your homework at about around 4 up until half past 9 in the evening. Mm. One, one day I, I, I stopped here. I said, no, it's late. You can't be doing your homework up until it's late. It's half past 9, it's first time. And, and you know what? I admit it's such a uh, specific that when she comes from school, there's no TV. She must do her homework. And, and, and she does her homework diligently. But to start your homework at about half past three, four, up until nine, I think it, it, it's too much. All right. But, well, I, but well, I, I, as I said, I, I don't have powers nor the knowledge to, 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 to prescribe what should be the content of the homework and, 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 and what amount of homework should they be given. But if I you did, if you did, Bandile, if you were asked for input, how much time do you think ought to be spent on homework? But I mean, I, I, I think that would depend on, on, on the grade that one one is in. But for my grade five uh, kid, I mean, I think three hours of homework, I think it's enough. Three hours? In a day. Yeah, I think in a day. I mean, because remember, uh, 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 they still have amount of schooling to do during the day. Mm. And uh, how much I mean, time I, for playing? Well... Or is uh, it not important? No, I, I, I think playing, it, for my child specifically... She plays a lot over the weekend. I mean, during the week, she knows she must do her household work, then homework. That's playing interesting. Time, playing time during the week is very limited. I must say that. It's very, very, very limited. Well, during the weekend, then, it's okay. okay. She can play as much, she can play as, much as, as, as she wants, just to revive and, and get her refreshed, you know. All right. But during the, during the week, I'm very strict. After school, you put Okay, we got uh, we got Bandile's point there, and uh, Bandile says um, playing is an activity that's been relegated to the weekend. Children play on the weekends during the week; they must focus on schoolwork. What are your thoughts on that, Craig in Durban? Good morning. Hi, Craig. And um, just a couple of points, and picking up on what what you've actually uh, raised yourself. The in terms of, of homework, my kids come home, they've got various different teachers as they go through the class day. There doesn't seem to be any coordination in terms of the quantity of homework they get. Mm. So they may have three or four subjects, and the teachers don't actually, you know, if they had some sort of quantitative timetable, where they said, right, we, the kids, we want the kids to do no more than two hours of work at home and balance the work out. So you get these peaks and troughs of the volume of homework coming home. So that's the first, the first issue. I have that doesn't seem to be, you know, this is planned, we know what the curriculum is, so we should be able to forward plan and have some idea on the quantity we're giving them. Mm. The second thing is, in terms of process, I, I don't know about you, but when I did maths at school, and the way I was taught to do them, it's quite different to the techniques they're taught now, and there's nothing worse than for both parent and child, coming home when your, your child is suffering, trying to work out a particular mathematics problem, the way you were taught and the way they were taught in class is a complete clash. It ends up being very frustrating for both parties. It does. You know, Craig, and, and you just remind me of something. I just mm. realized that I can't, there are certain things I can't help my kids with because of my frustration Indeed, yeah. levels that really rise. Because at the yeah. same time, they will tell you, but that's not how we do it. Yeah. You know? Exactly. <laughs> and, exactly. And, and you don't know where to go from there because you like, but this is correct. And they like, no, yeah. but that's not how we do it. You know, if they send home, if you want to engage, I like the idea of the parent getting involved with the child. But if there's a clear example, so us, you know, parents can actually figure out, ah, okay, this is the methodology, I can figure this out, now I can help the child. Then you get the parent involvement. You know, in terms of, if it's not done properly by quantity or 
uh, of homework given or the, the, the methods adopted, you end up damaging the child's confidence. There is no time for the family interaction. And, uh, you know, when it, you, you picked up another really interesting subject in terms of projects given, you know, your kid comes home, they've got to do a particular project. Uh, and, you know, it's the classic thing is you make something and there's toilet rolls and paper mm. and well, all, all of these bits and pieces. Uh, a, as a working parent, those parents work, how much time do you have? And the amount of time you have to hand some of these things in, you end up very stressed. How am I going to do this? And then, you, you know, the kid turns up at class with this kind of very wobbly project and these fantastic other things turn up and you know full well, there's no way, <laughs> you know, that child's made that. You know, it's a sculpture. Uh, that, that just hasn't happened. And it shatters the child's confidence and that is the most important thing you have to preserve, a child's confidence. You destroy the confidence and that child's true ability is seriously dented. But, Absolutely. You know, it's all about coordination and quantity. I, I, I totally agree. Thank you so much, uh, Craig. And Craig just reminded me of something. You know, uh, we're parents. Uh, I'm, I'm going to confess this morning. And I hope uh, other parents will also own up. I have been guilty of going to a carpenter and asking him to make a certain, you know, article that was requested, required to be made by the teacher for a certain project. And I paid money for it because I couldn't do it. The child couldn't do it. It had to be handed in. I went, I got someone who could do it and I paid for it. But when I looked at the other projects that came through, it was clear that I was not the only one who paid someone to do this. Now, surely this defeats the purpose of why the project was given in the first place. So what are we doing? What is the teacher's understanding of the ultimate impact and outcome that we are supposed to get from children doing these projects at home? Why are they not then done in class where every child sits and they do this, they complete this task, they do this project, they build whatever it is that they need to build, and the teacher can then honestly mark the child on how well that turns out. These are some of the questions we are grappling with this morning. Are our children given too much homework and what is the purpose of the homework at the end of the day? What is your experience uh, with children and homework? We'd love to hear from you this morning. 0891104208 and we are speaking to Anna-Marie Kass Sieberstein as well as uh, Matanzi Mamweli about this particular subject this morning. So let's just run through a few more calls before I get our panel to respond. Neo, are you calling from Kimberley? Good morning. Uh, good morning, Shakil. Uh, Hi, Neo. Are you there? I'm here. Uh, good morning, and thank you for taking my call. Well, this is quite an interesting subject. Uh, you know, children at school are taught obvious content and hidden content. Now, hidden content uh, refers to Things that you cannot teach a, a, teach a child by telling him uh, verbally about it. These are things like responsibility. You, don't, you cannot teach a child to, to be responsible. Like telling him, must be responsible, must be responsible. Homework is one tool that one uses to teach a child responsibility. Uh, the child only does homework, and if that child has done homework, that is part of performance. 
uh, whether he, he did the right thing or he didn't do the right thing, for the mere fact that he made means to to, to do that homework. Mm. That is important. Uh, what whether it is right is wrong. That is a now that is another issue basically. So through homework, that child is trained his mind and character to be a responsible person. He must performance is all about carrying out an instruction or carrying out a order. So, for having done that homework, it means that child is obedient. Mm-hmm. He, has, he or she has carried out the, 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 his or her duty. He has uh, carried out that order. That is very important. Then, so, as I said, that homework, it means every time. And he gets used to it. How difficult that homework can be, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's material. The difficulty actually uh, attacks his child. He or she will be a responsible person. So, but is it immaterial? Time, no. going to get used to it. Is it immaterial? Because is that not defeating the purpose if the child does not understand and this does not enrich their understanding or their experience of doing this project in any way? That is good. That is what. What it. Uh, okay, Neo, sorry, we um, are losing you there, that line deteriorating. But that's Neo's view. Neo says it doesn't matter. Even if the task is difficult and the child doesn't understand that they don't get it right, the point is that by simply sitting down to complete the task, it instills a certain discipline in children, and that in itself is useful. Stephen in Durban, good morning. Good morning, yeah. Thanks for taking my call. Um, Sakina, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Um, I did as much. I, um, I've got a stepson who's in the trick this year, and I've got a niece and a nephew who are in grade eight, grade nine, and grade six, or whatever it is. And um, I mean, they're very, very. I'm very close to them. I help them a lot with their Afrikaans homework because the quality of Afrikaans in KwaZulu Natal is just is just frightening. The level that they learn at, it's just it's just frightening. But what I have found is that I got just as much homework 30 years ago when I was in school, just as much as they got. But I think what is different is. When we were children, we played, we did things, we climbed trees, we went out and we did things like that. They've only got, I mean, my nephew comes over and sits on the PlayStation all day when he's finished his homework. So, so what I'm trying to say is we learned to do things. I played in the garage with my dad's tools. So when it came to board, when it came to making a project, I could mm. do it because I played with my dad's tools. Uh, things like that. I, I don't, today, kids look watch because we've got TV 24-7, they can sit and watch TV, they play PlayStation, all those sort of things. But I don't they're practically doing things. And that's where I think we were different sort of 30 years ago. That we, we didn't have those things, so we practically did things. We climbed trees. We tried to... We made projects anyway. We built, um, we built little cities out of wood and stuff like that anyway because that's what we did for entertainment. Mm. And, and, and I take that point completely, uh, Stephen. Thanks so much for that. And also, you know, it, it, it goes to the development of fine and gross motor skills, etc., etc., learning through play. And these things just seem to have been lost by the wayside. I'm not sure why, but seemingly this is the route that we are going right now. Dorothy in Cape Town. Hello, Sakina. Thank you. You know, I remember many years ago, it was somewhere in the 1970s, being at a PTA, which I regularly attended, and the principal asked, parents who had been involved in their children's homework on a regular basis to identify themselves and there were a lot of parents and they were very severely reprimanded and this was from the principal of the school 
it seems to me that it's got to do with teaching. I mean, our, it's, we had excellent teachers in the 1940s. My parents couldn't speak or read English, and um, I used to come top of my class at school. But one thing is that my father involved himself with making up games in, in mathematical and arithmetic style for on a Sunday as a game, and maybe that spurred me on and having books in the, in the house or buying books. Uh, so those are important, and that gives a child a, a, a something to do and to be interested in. As the last uh, speaker said, children maybe aren't used to doing things and, and being involved in creative uh, things. Uh, I think it's the teacher's fault and the principal of the school, and parents should rather go back to the school and say, my child can't understand, and then the teachers should give them work that they are capable of, of comprehending so that they can do their homework because that gives them a sense of satisfaction and it helps them to, to, to enjoy their school and to mm. see that it's a benefit to them. Thank you so much for your contribution this morning, Dorothy. Let's go to Jeff in Durban. Morning, Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Okay, let's try another Jeff, also in Eteguini. Morning. Yes. Uh, I'm saying that I'm listening to you almost every day. But today I was a little bit um, uh, disappointed a bit because if I told you do an assignment with your kid and you do it for him without assisting her and then with you and show you how you do that homework, then the, the problem is not necessarily with the teacher, it's lying with you as well. Because we have accommodated the British system of the Industrial Revolution in our school model. We need to give the children a, 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 a vertical thinking, no, no, the literal thinking, that they must thinking sideways. Because when, when I was at the university some time back, I found that even the ones from the model city were still struggling in order to do projects and some other things, to work independently. Mm-hmm. And they, they cannot work independently if at all you don't take them through within uh, the system. You, you see, Jeff, the problem arises when the task is so difficult that the child cannot do it by themselves. Now, if that is the case, what is the purpose of giving that as homework? No, no, no. The ch- no, no. The homework is when he takes it home, he must ask the children, what did you do and so on. You, when he, he has got, pro- pro- she has problems, you show her, because it's not the teacher. Maybe the teacher has got about 25 kids in the class. He cannot even t- t- concentrate on all those kids. The, the parents are having the response. My child, I'm making sure that math and science does. Okay, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm good in that. But the other things, while I was at school during those old days, we were given some homework which we were never done in school. We were teaching gold classes and so on, certain homeworks and projects that we have to do by ourselves. And yes, check. but then you get a set of instructions that you follow and you are able to follow them. The problem is when the child cannot make heads or tails of these instructions and neither can you as an adult. I have on occasion, Jeff, I've taken a red pen after I've interrogated the child, you know, frustration levels had reached their limit, and I wrote in a red pen a note to the teacher. 
You know what the response was the following day when the teacher, uh, child came back from school? My apologies, ma'am. It was not meant to be done because we hadn't done it in class. Yet, if I hadn't questioned it, was the teacher going to say that? Or was it simply yeah. going to be a matter of you have not done your work? I'm still saying that a teacher cannot spoon fed. No, so there there's a difference between spoon feeding. There's a difference between spoon feeding and enrichment. There's a big difference between the two. No, no. Let me just explain this the way I understand it. The teacher, the classes in the system must give guidelines, even in maths and science and whatever. And then the, the kids themselves, they go to the library, they go, what internet now, they've got what? They have to take the initiative by themselves to check some of those things which you didn't understand. They've got so much information today which we never had during our days. Okay. There is no reason at all to have an exchange that the child does not have in, in knowing anything. No, yes, you, I disagree with you, Jeff. I disagree with you completely on that particular score. But I'm going to hear what the other listeners have to say. What are your views on what Jeff is saying? Jeff says children have no business not knowing what is going on. They have access to the Internet. It's the information age. So there's just an explosion of all sorts of information at their fingertips. And as such, they ought to be able to tap into that. But do you have children just tapping into information, um, you know, willy-nilly? Or should there be some guidance and, you know, some process that they work through in order to learn certain things because what is the purpose at the end of the day is it not to learn if you're not learning what what's the point why are we doing this Kaya in Durban good morning good morning uh, to you and your and your guests look the funny thing about this is that when uh, is that teachers want us to do their jobs and when they want they get salary raised they're not thinking about us how but <laughs> um, but strange enough, strange enough, we, we, we pay teachers to teach our kids and they transfer that responsibility to us and they don't understand that uh, they are trained to teach. And this is one thing that the department also and policymakers are not understanding. But I just want to take this thing into the point. No, but hold, before you go tactics. there, before you go there, sure. Ms. Wekaya, it is incorrect for you to say that teachers are paid to teach and therefore they must do the teaching and you at home, that is not your business because you don't share when they get increases. As a parent, you have a responsibility in order that, to that, contribute that statement towards was a that banter. teaching. That statement was a banter, Sakina. Oh, okay. But, but let, me, let, me, let me come to the point. <laughs> you are very emotional today. You can't even pick that. <laughs> but my point is, you see, when, 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 when kids are given uh, hard stuff to do at home, it, it, and, 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 and this method of homework, taking homework to, to their families and them being assisted more than doing it themselves, it creates a dependency syndrome on our learners. And the policy issue for me comes into saying, how do we, we, we actually from this discussion, we need to look at better methods of managing curriculum in, in our schools because if we keep this trend from, from early grades up to grade 12, we get kids who are not able, who are not trained enough to, to solve problems on their own. And I'm asking myself, could this be the reason why we're getting the kind of metric results that we get in, 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 in from these learners? Because if a kid is taught uh, to be assisted by their parents to do homework, 
I mean, they will grow up not being able to address, to deal with, with, with assignments and everything that they are given. They are not going to be uh, able to do research on their, own, on their own. And I think teachers need to, 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 to say to the kids, we're going to give you stuff that you will be able to solve on your own. These are the guidelines. This is what you should be doing. Because if we're doing it this way, if we continue with this way, Sakina, mm. we, we are like throwing kids into the swimming pool, kids who have no lessons of how to swim. We are really killing our kids. I think Mr. Morley should take this, look at policy issues and say, if we are giving, you continue with this homework method, let's reduce, let's focus that, let's make sure that the level of questions and problems are going to be able to be solved by these kids. But also, we, we must encourage them, give them methods that will encourage them to solve problems from early grades. These kids are very clever, but they just need to be assisted by their teachers, not by their parents. Mm. Okay, thanks so much, Mbuziwe Kaya. Neil in Cockstad, good morning. Thanks, Akina, for taking my call. There's not enough time for me to share all the information, but I'll do my best to do it quickly. Uh, first of all, um, if we want to understand these issues, We've got to understand the ratio of rural schools to urban schools. Currently, we have 25,000 public schools in the country. The reason I'm saying this, the average time or teaching time in days that a teacher has in a year is around about, it's between 195 and 210, and let's look at 200 days a year a teacher has to teach. Now, I can tell you for, for a fact that most of the schools we have in the country are rural-based. And with rural schools, most of these learners, the families they come from, and if you listen to the statistics the other day, we have a large number, a percentage of uh, children-headed uh, households in the country. And a lot of these children in rural areas are staying with grannies who are literate and semi-literate in terms of school curriculum matters and things like that. So um, we have a, a skewed situation. On the urban side, we have the parents are bombarded with this expectation of, of a backup to be done uh, at, at, at home. And then on the rural areas, we have no homework going home mm. for obvious reasons. I'm not trying to blame anybody, but if I go to a rural school as I'm on my way to right now, and I ask them a simple question, what is the most limited resource in a rural area? Nobody knows the answer. I'll tell you what it is. It's not the building, it's not the schools, it's not the number of teachers. It's the time available to teach in class, which is shrunk from an average of 200 to God knows what. Not even the minister can tell you how many days in a year is being taught in rural schools, taking away time which teachers take to go to t- uh, teachers' uh, prayer meetings, start two meetings, and the rest of it. I'm not putting blame or, or, or trying to label anybody. I'm just giving the real figures there. And okay. all of this obviously is proportionally related to the results we get on a national basis and why we cannot lift the ANA in a rural area as compared to the, the overemphasis, which is in urban areas. And let's just get a quick response from our uh, guest this morning from the issues that were raised by our listeners. Uh, let me start with you, uh, Mr. Mweli. Uh, you know, the issue of coordination and uh, many people touching on that, as Craig did, saying that, you know, at least if teachers coordinated, if a child has seven subjects, you can't have homework in every subject. Sometimes the kids yeah. sit up to midnight. No, I agree. I agree 100% that there has to be coordination, there has to be planning. And I must also say, uh, Sakin, I really appreciate uh, the wonderful comments made by your by your listeners. 
but we must also remember that homework is not only for schooling. Homework is a way of life. We do homework uh, in terms of, you know, our areas of responsibilities at work. If you don't do it at home, you extend your, your hours of work a little bit. But I must also say that our schooling is also informed by a host of factors. Some of those factors have already been uh, mentioned by your listeners. Uh, the length of the school day. Some of the countries that I visited, uh, the length of a school day starts from quarter to eight up to four o'clock in some countries up to half past four. Countries like Germany, countries like China, etc. and etc. Um, but it is also informed, of course, by socio-economic conditions, whether people are able to provide the requisite support and so on. But I must also indicate that the, the real purpose of homework is to practice, is to um, acquire preparation skills, but it is also about, uh, you know, the extension of work beyond where traditional work would be located, as the example that I made mm. earlier on. The other one would be to complete the work that has not been completed. But just to touch um, briefly in terms of uh, some of the issues that, uh, uh, your, uh, I mean, the listeners have raised, I've said that I, I agree with Greg, for instance, in terms of planning and the quantity of work that has to be done. Um, in terms of uh, the number of hours to be spent on home, homework, I think it was Zandile. Uh, the number of hours depends on the age of the learner and the grade. Uh, you can't give a grade 3 or grade 1 uh, homework that has to run for long hours. Mm. Uh, that is not age appropriate. But and is, that prescribed? Say, is that pres- prescribed, Mr. Mweli? Is there uh, some policy directive in this regard? No, it's not prescribed. It's left to the professional judgment of the teacher. Every properly trained teacher would know that a homework must be age appropriate. We don't prescribe everything. Uh, we provide guidelines. We prescribe in certain areas, but for the rest, we leave it to the professional well, Mr. Mweli, perhaps you or should or supervisors. Perhaps you should, because sometimes that common sense isn't all that common. But uh, but, but let me just hear from Anna Marie very quickly. Anna Marie. I must say, my my mind is whirling in all directions. I think we cannot talk about homework on the, you know, on the broad aspect. It's got to be what the capabilities of the children. So once again, coming back to what we are doing in the townships with the homework is we are reiterating what the teachers taught during that day to give the child the basis and foundations to be able to tackle the next project. If I look at my daughter, she does and I'm feeling very bad when I hear some listeners are saying that their children are working four or five hours a day. My my child does two hours a day. But what I think is wrong with her method of homework, it's all done on the computer and the iPad. So she's not actually thinking for herself. So, um, So her homework seems to be a lot shorter than what we are experiencing with the children in the township. Mm. Um, I find it... Uh, homework, yes, it should be also part of a discipline, take responsibility, time management, but it should be encouragement. Okay. And it, it, do I make sense? You do, you do. But let me just take uh, Maggie and Henry very briefly. Maggie and Boxberg, good morning. Good morning. I'll have to be very brief. Um, Sakina, 
as a parent, yes, we know we've got to play a role in supporting our kids. And but the way I see it, our we, that is the, the, the system that we are using now is actually killing our children. The work is too much; it's intense. Right now, we the, the children are, are writing assessment tests mm. to to prepare them for the for the exams. But when the kids are still coming with the homework for the whole week, and they are still coming back with the classwork that they did that is not finished from school, the classwork that we're doing now, we're doing the teachers' work. Seventy percent of the work is coming home, and then. How do you cope? The kid, the kid must study for the assessment test. The kid must still do his his, his weekly uh, 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 homework. It's killing. Now I'm I'm asking myself, what about the parents that that cannot that 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 never even had a chance to go to school? We we are we are privileged because our kids we can still help out. I'm the granny here, but the grade seven work it's a grade twelve. It, what the children, the child is doing, I'm able to understand because I did it in in in, from, in what is the standard ten. But mm. now I'm just asking myself. You know, I told the teacher the other day. I said, you know what? Yes, you're doing the work. The caps is very fast. The ratio in class it's it's one teacher to 33 kids in class. It, there is no one to one. The the teachers are running. They want to submit their work at the at the, at the, at the, at the, at the department. But now I said to them. This is, to me, it's like the, the, the horses are running in front of the, the cat is left behind. Okay. Maggie, thank you so much. And uh, most of uh, the messages coming through this morning seem to concur um, with the sentiments that have already been raised. But um, moreover, people are saying that the homework is too much and that it is, in most instances, too difficult. Uh, one listener saying that the homework is challenging the parents, not the children. So something needs to be done about that. But I'm glad that we started this conversation this morning. And obviously, you know, um, it's important that parents do get involved with school activities the sgb exams coming up when schools actually do draft their policies i think it's important for parents to weigh in and make sure that they speak about these issues that we've highlighted this morning and thanks to our guest uh, the acting deputy director general curriculum policy support at the department of basic education mr matanzi mamweli as well as uh, anna marie kars uh, sieberstein founder of help which is homework enrichment life skills program and to you as all Great participation. And uh, the production team, thanks for making sure it went out loud and clear.